The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yeah, now that I've had a chance to look at it, I'd even <clears throat> double down more on what I said yesterday. I mean, I, I just think, uh, you know, they've, they've got an eye on them and they better keep an eye on everybody else, too, because <laughs> it, it, it's to the point of being ridiculous. They, they got their point their point proved uh, now out there to, to the world. So let's uh, make sure we're staying consistent. All right, guys. The Chiefs are two and one, and who gives a rip? Nobody. Who gives a damn? The <laughs> Chiefs won. I don't know what the score was. Was it 41 to 7, 10, 3, 41 eight? to 10. 41 11. All right. I don't know what you and Rocky talked about in the post game, but <laughs> who cares? I usually, I'm not kidding you. I usually like to, to head over and listen to the, to you guys' uh, little post game show. I don't know why I called it little, but your big post game show. But I was enthralled. I'm I'm on it. I got every action, every angle shot, every single piece of anything I could get involving Taylor Swift and Killer Trav. Do we have a name for them? Is it Killer Swifty? Is it Swift Killer? Is it I Trav haven't seen and any good ones yet. Uh, People have just I, been combining their names, and I think it's kind of lame. I, feel I like, like Swift. There's got to be some like, good out there. I like Swift Killer. I don't know what it is. Listen, and this listen, everybody is 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 getting money, making money coming up on Taylor on Taylor's behalf. So we better be on our best here. Who knows? There may be some Swifties that are just looking for information that may start listening to this podcast because of the involvement. Hell, maybe Taylor might chime in a bit. So so welcome in Swifties and Taylor uh to the best Chiefs podcast out there. But uh I listen, I I don't know if you all have been into this like I have. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, I am not even embarrassed. Yes, I have gone to sites I've never gone to before. I have <laughs> I have spent long stretches and gone down a rabbit hole that I didn't know I had in me. And I, I am, this has taken me, I am looking for this on a daily basis. It's, I could do a segment on Travis and Taylor every day. Have you been watching Taylor Swift interviews? Because I totally watched a Taylor Swift interview the other night. I've listened to albums. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Reputation, I listened to that one pretty solid. Listen to the end, this latest one. Just I'm just trying to figure, just see what 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 vibe t- Travis is getting into. Okay, because this is this is not usually his his style. 
Didn't this is not usually the way he goes, but hey, whatever. This man shot this shot, BK. I cannot believe he's pulled this off. I mean, listen, he is the thing is, Brandon, he is he got himself just famous enough to be able to enter into the space. And then he got to say, look at all of this and turn this down. He's even he's even got this this stupid mustache that he is still rolling with that I want him to stop, but he just won't. Hey, hey man, at this point, you you keep that thing. You're That's right, who yeah. you are now. Maybe, you can't get rid of that. Maybe she likes it. Maybe you she do. Yeah, I guess it's right now it's, it's whatever Taylor wants. I still think the full beard is something that she goes for. I don't know. But, I mean, he's – I mean, he is – how did he pull this off? He went True on or SNL. False, Ron. Was that he, just, he, God. True or false, I think we were about to go to the same place. He went on SNL for this. Like, it wasn't for himself. It wasn't because it was a lifelong dream. It was the long play to set this up. He's been thinking. He's, ah, man. There's there's so many Chiefs football fans, like male Chiefs football fans this week, that are totally listening to Taylor Swift, that are, that are going through the album catalog. Everybody is in on it. Everybody is totally submerged in all this of is, this right This now. is like when one of the royals, and I'm not talking about the Kansas City royals, but like the royal family, one of them ends up getting married. Like it becomes this culmination of learning about the other side, right? Like you you learn about whoever it is that is marrying into the family. So if you were a Swifty, you're now learning about the Kelsey side of things. If you were a Chiefs fan that wasn't into Taylor Swift previously, you are now learning about what it means to be a Swifty it's unlike anything I've ever seen as a Chiefs fan. And Ron, my question to you would be this. Like, is Travis Kelsey now the most recognizable player in the NFL? And I'm not talking about among NFL fans. I mean, just if you walked into a room and there's a thousand people in that room and it is different ages and backgrounds and interests, is there anybody in the league today that would be recognized by a wider number of that audience than Travis Kelsey because of this. Am I missing something? Because baby, now we got that blood. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know it used to be mad love. <laughs> I don't know, but I like it. I think so. Because who would have? Who would you said it would have been before? Pat. I mean, once upon a time, it was probably Peyton. It was Brady um, and it probably Brady, Brady, Brady for a yeah. while after that. It was it it was Mahomes, but I think it is Travis now, and I don't think it's close because the NFL just got exposed to a whole target audience that they would never ever have access. So was it Rogers previously? No, I mean what? the discount double check, the Shailene Woodley like. Know. I don't even know if it was. I don't I even know it, if Rodgers ever got to Brady. I, I, think it, I think it was Mahomes. Okay. I think it became because the commercials and they like, yeah, I think it's Mahomes now currently. It was Brady. Last year was Brady, it, but I think it was Mahomes now. But no, I, I think Travis is easily the most recognizable player in the NFL. Like I said, it, I, I, I hope Chiefs fans are prepared that he is no longer the most popular Kansas City Chief, that Patrick Mahomes is not. <laughs> Travis Kelsey has become the most popular until it, unless he screws this up and then and then his popularity will skyrocket. But he is oh. the most he is the most pop because there's a there would be is what I've learned about Taylor will be a song or three 
about him. But, but <laughs> an album. It will be is, an album. This is what I've recently long learned is she likes to write songs. She's got a little Mary J. Blige in her. But I listen, I won't say this. Just like you two, insert a shiny mission counts. I was born and raised in Kansas City. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I've grown up there. I've lived up there. No one outside of Kansas City has ever given a rip about the Chiefs. No, nobody. Like, there, there's been respect of, oh, Arrowhead, that's a tough place to play. But nobody has ever said, yo, we got to have the Chiefs. We got to have the Chiefs. Nobody has. It's never been. And in the last five years, somehow they have slipped into LeBron, Jordan, Jeter, Tiger, whatever you want to call it in Mahomes, who is not just the best player in the sport and the, the, the one that everyone fears. We used to have to deal with John Elway. He's no, he's like, he has become the guy in sports and they've gotten championships. And now this SOB. Travis Kelsey has put it together to where Taylor Swift is riding around. Van Brunt is riding around Maine and Grand <laughs> in a convertible. She is pulling up at the stop sign. There's so much construction down there right now, too. She's pulling up at the stop terrible. sign. She's near, gonna be on the streetcar here pretty soon. Near, near Gates, and she is she is a stone's throw from Gates Barbecue, right? In a random September, Taylor Swift, the the biggest pop star in the world, is in Kansas City. As I said, I have grown up. I love Kansas City. It will always be home. I am a kid from Kansas City. Taylor's got plenty of things to be doing than in the middle of September being in Kansas City to watch the damn Bears. I'm going to tell you that right now. And somehow Kansas City has pulled this off because of these. I just, I cannot, how did we get here? And by the way, Ron, like we should probably mention this up front. We're all in agreement, right? This is real. Because I think the, the story last week stop was, it. is L, this L. Duncan, stop, stop it. Like, yeah, is this it. just um, something Taylor, that everybody's going along with? That we we're all in agreement that this is uh, like well, as a yeah. baseline, Taylor, a real Taylor, relationship. What Taylor, does Taylor doesn't need to do publicity. Stuff. Exactly. <laughs> no, Taylor doesn't need to go sit next to Travis's mom. What is she getting out of this? What that, she doesn't what I even want get. to do the Super Bowl. Like the, if if she wanted this association with the NFL, she would have gone the Super Bowl halftime route like five years ago when they asked her for the first she's time. She's up there sitting next to. She's coming to Kansas City, guys. Chief, what is a part have, of this? The Chiefs have already made like millions of dollars off of this. Guys, she could figure out. Like, right, she could have waited to go to New York like she's doing this week, right? She could have waited. She probably got a spot in New York. No, she came to Kansas City. She for sure has a spot in New York. She came to Kansas And what? Look, she might have, she might be a part of Three Light here in a second. They might, they might be in Brookside here before you know it. What's what's the next spot that they go to, Ron? Like if you're if you're putting a bet today, if we're setting the betting odds on where the next date is for Travis Kelsey oh, and man. Taylor Swift, what's what's date number two? We got people knocking down the doors to try to make this happen. Um, oh yeah, hell, they might open the well back up to try to get this <laughs> thing to happen. Um, 
It's under it's under construction. The well's not well, they they'll get it quick. I would say oh. the, the antler room would be a good spot. Anton's that's a Anton's the good one right a down good there. Steak yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. I just easy to you could just go ahead and rent that out real ta- quick because they got to do a lot. Like Taylor's got to force herself into the barbecue thing. So I mean, you know. Oh, they're they're definitely going to end up at this is uh, Jack Q39. Stack all the way. Yeah. Oh, Q thirty nine. It's got Q thirty nine written. No, all that's over got it, Jack dude. Stack. I mean, you got to You got to pay. You got it. Q thirty nine is not jumping Jack Stack. It's 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 much more of a. It's Q39, much. They'd have to shut it down. I feel like Jack Stack always has like a party room or something. Well, oh, not, they're shutting it down either way. Yeah, that, that, if no, we've learned this, anything this about this Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift stuff, this she, is not a party room. <laughs> There, there will be nobody else in that hey, restaurant. Hey, hey, chill out, dogs. This ain't this ain't Britney Spears with knives <laughs> anymore. This is this is Taylor. This is getting shut down. I just, but no, there's no way this is fake. Like that, I just like, I, I mean, I, I just don't. I I've never last. seen Kelsey like more, maybe more than anything. I'm with you on all of the the stuff that makes the most sense is like Taylor Swift gains nothing by doing it. But She's even beyond that. Travis Kelsey has never acted like this before. Like he is no. acting shy he's in front to, of the media. He's trying to protect this relationship. Yeah, this early, this early relationship. If it was yeah. a PR stint, he would have talked ad nauseum about it on his podcast. He would have like spent twenty minutes answering questions about it after the game. Like you, you just th- that stuff hasn't happened. So yeah, I, I very much believe this is a real thing. Yeah. Oh. Man, good for you, T. He did. He's, fall, he's falling in love. Right? <laughs> he's falling for her, man. Everybody in Kansas City is certainly rooting for that right now. God, dog. You know who I tell you who's number one rooting for this? You said it last week, man. You can't, can't go down this path. <laughs> Brittany Mahomes is waiting on this sucker, baby. Brittany Mahomes. They, they, according to TMZ today, they took a shot at the after party from the Bears game. They hung out, they made plans she together, is. they kicked she the bait. They really, they really hit it off. She is laying in wait like a safety in the middle of the field, <laughs> waiting for, waiting to stop. Who is the second most famous Chiefs wife right now? Is there one? I don't or have another one. I don't know if I can name another one. I don't have another. Because like, there's Britain. somebody else that's trying to get in that group, that, right? That. <laughs> you know, there's somebody that is a wife of like George Karloftis, who's like, hey. Oh, hey, is Chris Jones, is Chris Jones married? I have no idea. I'm a Chris Jones. I'm might, sure Chris Jones is. might try to. Chris Jones might try to get him at a B level celebrity. <laughs> is what he might try to do. I'm telling you right now. Sky Moore is going to be working his way in. You can't. Where's, where's Garrick Dieter at? Garrick Dieter is going to pop back Scott, up. Well, 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 Creed would be the guy who tries to get with a, a, a sibling or a cousin of 100%. Taylor. Try to get in there, and that's a great move. That's a great move. For Creed Humphrey, I'll throw that out to you, Creed. I just, I'm just telling you. <laughs> Suddenly, see, you see Clyde. He's like, "Hey, I'm into fashion." <laughs> yeah, Clyde didn't have a chance, man. You just hold on to the damn ball. Uh, I'm here, it, when she was slamming. By the way, first off, Taylor, um, I, I, I did a segment this week on my radio show on yo. I think you're a little quick on cussing right in front of Donna that fast. Let's calm down. I, I just, I've got to believe they're under three meetings. Like, meet. No, there's not enough. There's not enough FU moments that you, you still, I don't care. You don't, how, think, I don't, Don, care. You don't think Donna Kelsey cusses? Uh, no, it don't matter. Donna get to cuss. You don't cuss within the first three meetings <laughs> of meeting a mother, but I guess Taylor did Taylor with the long drawn out. <laughs> Let's F and go that combo. Honestly, I gained a lot of respect for her in that moment. Yeah, I did. And I lost some. 
This one I'm gonna say to you right now. But I'm gonna tell you what that let's f and go into the flying chest bump into the banging on the plexiglass. I mean, I can't believe Brittany didn't think that was a twin. <laughs> Brittany probably fell to her knees in tears. This is so us. I bet she like she's gonna be that close with Taylor. This is so us. Like that, or they are destined to be best friends. I just, I, I'm telling you, Brittany, I just hope Brittany doesn't come on too thick because I feel like she could, but they are destined to be best friends. That you tell me that didn't, you couldn't see those two high-fiving when their two husband and boyfriends come together, throwing a touchdown pass together. Those two high-fiving and chest bumping. You can see it. Taylor has one of the kids in her arm. This is, I mean, I, I can see this. Good Lord. Brittany, good for you. I can't wait for the Philly game. That's going to be when it gets really fun. It's three weeks away, dude. Oh, my God. How is Kylie feeling about this? I've I've known a little bit too much about Jason's. I mean, how do you compete with Donna? How do you compete if you're Jason Kelsey's wife with this? (laughs) I mean, she's worked this hard. You probably don't go. She's worked. I'm just saying. We we got a while for the Philly game. She's worked this. Six weeks. Sorry. But I'm just saying Kylie has worked this hard. She's given Donna three grandchildren. And they have been together. She's been in this thing for a long time. And now she got to compete with Taylor Swift. You've got to be kidding me. If she shows up to that Philly game in six weeks, then it's a definitive relationship. Oh, yeah. Then it's a Thanksgiving thing. Now you got to go to Thanksgiving. I don't think Kylie and her can be cool. (laughs) Donna, better not show favoritism. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) She's giving you grandchildren. Now, Ed doesn't give a damn. Ed don't know who Taylor Swift is. All right, I'm gonna go off of that. But this is beautiful. I'm so proud. <laughs> Shoot that shot, dog. Shoot that shot. If anybody's ever seen Coming to America, I mean, Lisa, you hit the jackpot this time. <laughs> I mean, Travis, when I say that girl's got her own money, I'll tell you that girl's got her own money. <laughs> this was Kelsey's plan all along. This is why no, he took less. Stop saying that. This is why No, he would no, it was not his plan. It was just the good Lord looked down upon him and he said, You want to take less? Good things come to those who wait. Apparently, Andy hooked him up. So, Whew. by the way, anybody else realize how old Taylor was? Does yeah. Taylor feel 33? She does not feel 33. I, I did, ju- I happened to know that because I had like seen it on Twitter or something. I didn't just know that off the top of my head. Wow. All right. What did you think she was? Like 25? I knew she was like, I just, older. Feel, like in she my mind, I just, I know, time. I know it makes sense, but in my mind, it's just, she just still feels young. I mean, she was like famous when she was 18. Yeah. I get you. I'm just telling you, in my mind, she still feels young. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm 34. I think she's been around since I was in high school. So, like, so, and, right. like, like Beyonce's music kind of grows where it's like, yeah, she's still singing to the people her age now. I don't know if Tay Tay's does. Anyway. Throughout this season, we'll be cooking up our own parlay that our good friends at DraftKings will put right on their homepage for all of you, our loyal fans, to follow. This week, we'll have plenty to get into for our single-game parlay on Sunday Night Football between the Kansas City Chiefs and the New York Jets. We'll have that for you later on this afternoon on the Arrowhead Pride page. I assume it's going to involve some... Travis Kelsey, maybe some Taylor Swift action. Certainly uh, Patrick Mahomes to have another big game uh, against this tough Jets defense. Each week, DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sunday more fun. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. All right, let's get into some football. All right, when the uh, when the Chiefs have the ball, we do this Whew. every week. I, I, this is where I, I want to go. And there, this may get some furniture moving here on the pod. I know Serta's very emotional about this. I want to say... This is this is the feel right now. I I'm over it. I don't want to hear or see any more whistles or penalties for illegal procedure for Jawan Taylor. That's it. I, I don't want to see any more. No more excuses. Nothing. I'm, and I will acknowledge the week before when Serta came on here after the Jacksonville game, uh, complaining that he's a marked man. I said he's a marked man. But I think he legitimately committed every single one of those penalties that he had in Jacksonville. I will acknowledge he got hosed and screwed over, especially on the MVS touchdown. He would he was clearly to me close enough. Greg Olson said it is himself when he was calling the game. I do not think that was a penalty, and I think that was that was definitely a he's a marked man type of thing. But my thing is this. You line up in a space where they don't call it. There are spaces where they don't. You line up in a space where you don't call it. I'm watching. I'm watching games, and I can see it. He doesn't. And, and here's the big thing. And I totally agree with something you said last week, BK. Is when a guy isn't having these penalties called, he is really good, especially in pass protection. He is really. He's been really good. Like Aiden Hutchinson. He, he blocked him pretty well. They had to move Aiden Hutchinson inside and start going against Trey Smith to actually get some some uh, some play for Aiden Hutchinson. He's been really, really good. I just don't think that he needs it – is, it, is it, is, it is imperative for him to have this advantage for him to be able to do his job well. All right? Uh, clearly, I'm just saying uh, – just I'm over. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear another one of the penalties. Just stop. Just get up on the damn line and get to a space where they don't have to call it and let's go. So here's the problem. Cause like I'm, I'm with you theoretically speaking. The, the problem is it doesn't like, sound like you're about to be with me. The NFL is not allowing me to have that opinion because the NFL is very clearly like it, it's, they are officiating him differently than every other tackle in the NFL. And I know your retort is well, then line up differently than every other NFL. And I'm telling you, I don't know how far he needs to go up. And I don't think the chiefs do either. And so, like, there comes a certain point in time where the league just has to say, okay, here is what is a penalty, and be definitive about it. And here is what's not a penalty, and be definitive about it. And until they do that, man, I don't – it's it's like being a cornerback sometimes in the league where you're like, okay, how are you calling holding? And the problem is Jawan Taylor gets away with exactly the way that he's lining up in the third quarter, doing so in the first quarter. If you penalize him on the first play of the game, and then you penalizing him again on the third or fourth uh, play of the game, and you just officiate him that way, I'm totally with you, Ron. You better get your butt forward. Like, they have shown you early on in the game they are going to be a big stickler for this. What they're doing, though, is they're just randomly calling it. 
and then they'll just call it consistently for a drive, like in the middle of the third quarter. It's like, okay, cool. Like he was fine for the first two and a half quarters of this game. And now it's something different. No, he's doing the exact same thing and they're officiating it differently. He has eight penalties so far this year. Next highest among all offensive linemen is six. After that, it's five. So you're telling me that Jawan Taylor is twice as bad as the third worst offensive lineman in the league when it comes to his penalties? He shouldn't be. This is a league issue, and I I legitimately fear, feel for him because I don't know how it gets fixed. It's insane that this had never, ever been an issue until week one of the NFL season. And for some reason, like Chris Collinsworth, his watch games where players have done that before – and never brought it up, never made it such a big thing that now it's turned into this absurd storyline in the NFL where not only is it costing the Chiefs opportunities in an actual NFL game, which is absurd, but it's also making people question the play of Jawan Taylor, who has been excellent for the Chiefs this season. And it's really unfair to him as a player. And I, I know I was a lot more fired up about, about it than you guys were after week one. And or after week two, and I, I think everybody should be fired up about it now because it's ridiculous. It's We saw Lane Johnson on Monday Night Football against Tampa Bay Buccaneers doing the exact same thing. He wasn't getting flagged for it. Like We've seen other offensive linemen across the league do the exact same thing. They aren't getting flagged for it. And so if you're going to enforce it for one player, enforce it for everybody. That's all I'm saying. Like That's fine. I'm fine with that. If it's a flag, make it a flag for everybody. Make them adapt. Make them get better at doing that. But what the Chiefs are saying, and Andy Reid, who doesn't ever do this, Andy Reid on Sunday and Monte said it was bogus and called them out. And Andy might get fined for that because they do not like it when coaches do that. And Andy never does that stuff. But they're obviously frustrated about it. And they feel like he's being targeted as an individual, which is a competitive disadvantage for the Chiefs. And it's all it's all ridiculous. It's all absurd. And I'm upset about it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I I think this week it had it it entered absurd. Yeah, I I think I think it, whether you call it or not, it is a clear advantage how far back he was getting lined up, and I know he's done it for years, but it's a clear advantage. All right. Well, then, then officiate it the same across the league. Like officiate is, Lane Johnson the same way that you're officiating Jawan Taylor, or uh, hell, forget that. Just officiate him that way, and they're not doing that well, either. Well, what I'm saying is. This has to stop. Okay, he's not been excellent because he's got eight penalties, as 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 you just said, BK. Well, bogus or not? Now, not all of them are bogus. Let's just be honest. Not all of them are. Against Jacksonville, when he knew he was going to be a mark man, he was still trying to trying to push the line, and they popped him a couple times. What I'm saying is, it has to stop. And I'm not I'm not I'm not arguing anything that you all are saying. What I'm saying is the Chiefs need to go into the game with the official and get with the officials to let them know what is good and what is not. Like, I, I, literally, it has to be to that point to you figure it out because they can't, they can't, they got their loot, they're having touchdowns taken away. They're, 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 it's messing up drives. It is messing up plays. They have got to get this fixed and figure it out some way. And the thing that is for me is he doesn't need this major advantage to have it happen. All right. If you got to go to the guys before the game and go him and Trey Smith stand out there with the officials and say, all right, where is the spot? 
Where is the spot where I can line up where this isn't called like, every time? Where is the spot? Aren't the officials supposed to give them a nod too? Like when they're lined yes. up, like like shouldn't they be like, "Hey, Juwan, you got you got scoot up, or we're gonna flag it." Like that's their job. They're supposed Juwan to. Juwan also do has that. to ask for that. Though. He has like to. I, I will guarantee you, if Juwan got so a tell nod, him he better ask for it on every snap. <laughs> if Juwan got, I'm just saying, if Juwan got a nod and they called it for him on it anyway, I think we would we would see. A, a, a crazy reaction. I'm pretty somebody. sure that happened in an NFL game recently. <laughs> yeah, it happens to wide receivers sometimes where I'm, there's not communication with other I'm officials. I'm talking about but... it hadn't happened with Jawan. Okay, I like whatever has to happen. This is fourth week of the season. They have got to get it, uh, an understanding on this and stop on this because it this advantage is not something that he desperately needs. Okay, like it, it's not. And so the problem, got- Ron, though, is that it's a muscle memory thing. Like you get down into your stands. I mean, you, you remember this and we obviously didn't play at the level of these guys. We certainly weren't the athletes that these guys are. But getting into your stance is something that has been ingrained in you for if a guy like Jawan Taylor for 15 years. And it sounds like it's super easy of like, hey, transition from the left to the right side or, hey, change the way that you get down into your stance or change the way that you're lining up. It's not as easy as it may appear to be on the surface for a lot of guys. And I know it's probably something he's going to have to do. I think he changed a little bit of what he was doing last week, but it wasn't enough for the league. And so now he's going to have to make another adjustment to it. Yeah. I just think they have got to take, I'm not, however hard it is, they've got to stop getting penalties every week. They've got to have, stop having plays called back every week because of illegal procedures, right? They just have to. They have to fix that. They can't. They can't just keep going on. Well, all right, man. They're not being. They're not being real. Uh, uh, you know, under. They're not really making themselves very clear on what it is they're doing. So we're just gonna keep going on and on. And when they call and they call it. No, literally, I would. I would have video footage of of if, if I was out there with Terry McCauley or whoever is re- refereeing the game. All right, tell me, tell me, is this it? So if he lines up right here every time. And you do it like they've had to take this cat out of the game, <laughs> right? Like it's just. I guarantee the Chiefs are gonna propose some kind of rule change this off season, and be like, like th- this is a- Andy Reid being vocal about it says a lot. Patrick Mahomes was vocal about it yeah, he's too. On the, he's on the, and, the competition committee. Yeah, yeah, and they don't ever do that. They don't ever criticize that. Andy goes out of his way usually. He's like, yeah, when I say things like that, I get fined by the, the league. So I just try not to say things like yeah. that. And Andy doubled down on it on Monday and was like, yeah, we're frustrated about it. It doesn't seem like it's fair for everybody. The yeah. thing that's going to be super frustrating for Chiefs fans this week, guess who's calling your game? Guess what's going to be called out? Probably on the first drive for the Chiefs. Sunday Night Football, Chris Collinsworth right back on this game. I can promise you, as NBC goes through their production meetings this week, first thing that's getting brought yeah. up when so the Chiefs have like, the Shut ball. Shut your mouth, Chris. Shut yep. your mouth. Chris, uh, Chris Collinsworth is 100% bringing that. I'm telling 100%. You, I, I have – I watched him, especially the Jacksonville game. I watched him because I was – my eyes were, were up for it. And I watched him, and I'm saying, scoot up. Scoot up. Scoot up. Like, he's going to get called. Scoot up. He's pushing the boundary. Scoot up. Like – I just like I I notice it, and I'll be honest with you, I notice it with him more than others. Like it, he 
He is sometimes. I just, I just go they, watch Lane I, Johnson. Lane Johnson's the worst offender of all of they, this. I just, I, I they just got to fix this. They just, they just can't to keep going with this and having these these things becoming an issue. As you said, eight penalties already. All right, when the uh, when the Chiefs have the ball, uh, even though I, I don't think that that's going to stop them from from losing the game. By the way, as you understand where this game is, we're opening up with Juwan Taylor. Um, listen, the, the the Jets are terrible. Um, and it feels like the only way that they would even be able to stay in this game is if you let them stay in it by turning the ball over. And for me, the way I look at this is I am, I am hoping to see a Travis Kelsey game. And Travis Kelsey has, he was injured the first game. Obviously you could tell he wasn't completely himself um in the game against the Jags and then you started to see more against the Bears and then I mean then it was a college game and they stopped playing in the third quarter and he had seven for you know 60 whatever yards and a touch but you know most times we'll see six or seven ball games where Travis Kelsey shows why he is the greatest tight end to ever lace him up and I would like to see one of those games be Tonight, not just because Taylor's going to be there, not just because, but I want to see Sunday night football just kind of because I think also the, the offense is completely changed when he is like the Travis Kelsey in the Charger game, like the from last year where he is just absolutely dominant. And that that is that is where I'm hoping to see a kind of return to Travis Kelsey showing why and having one of those the greatest of all time games. The Jets have a really good defense. Like mm-hmm. I, we all laugh at the Jets for good reason because they're finding a way to continue to build around Zach Wilson, which is just asinine. Like it's absolutely insane that they're continuing to do this. But their defense is really good. They've got a good pass rush. They have an excellent front seven, and they are very difficult to run against. Like, can you run against them? Yes. Is it the best way to go about things? No, probably not. You you can run the ball a lot and you'll get like three and a half to four yards of carry. And we know with the Chiefs, they don't run the ball particularly well against anybody. So I don't think they're going to do it very well against this team in particular. This needs to be for me, Ron. I think a boring Patrick Mahomes game. And I think that means a lot of Travis Kelsey. It means just seven yards, seven yards, seven yards, seven yards. And that's going to Kelsey. It's going to Sky. It's going to Rasheed Rice. All of those guys need to have not like eye-popping numbers at the end of the day, but just a really efficient, solid game. If you can get that out of those three in particular, I think you're fine. Just you have to avoid the big play going in the other direction. Because if the if the Jets' defense and special teams doesn't score, I don't think they're capable of scoring more than 13 points against you. And this Chiefs team, even when playing boring football, will score 17 plus. So I think that's the game plan that you go into this one. It's not going to be particularly fun to watch, but I think it's got to be a super boring vanilla game plan. And you just get out of there with a win and you live to fight another day. Yeah, I I think this Jets defense is really, really good. And this is going to be a kind of game where if the Chiefs put together two or three scoring drives, you're like, great. Great. That's all that's all you need to win in this game because you expect your defense to be able to sell their offense enough that you know 21 points is, is gonna be enough to get you a, a win in this thing. And then other than that, you just kind of 
run clock and, and play it safe in this game because their defensive line can really get after you and give you problems. And we already saw Mahomes come up limping a little bit last week, even though they said he's totally fine and it's nothing to worry about. You still don't want to see that. And their defense is great. So they just need to do what they know is safe, run the offense, get the points, get the touchdown drives where they can. And then Zach Wilson will give you turnovers and capitalize on the turnovers. And that's all the chiefs have to do to win this game. If you were the jets, Ron, would you yeah, just put, yeah. would you just put sauce Gardner on Travis Kelsey? Uh, yeah, I remember Denver yeah. used to do that. Denver used to just put champ Bailey on, on Tony Gonzalez and put, um, uh, Bill Belichick did that with Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. I, I, I would just say, Hey, sauce is our best dude. It's maybe not the best matchup for him, but he's super long. And I, that's probably what I would go with if I was them. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I'm looking for like eight for a hundred plus and a touchdown from Travis. I, I, I want to see a big game from Travis. And, and, and here's the other part is I think, you know, players, guys, dudes, I think they have a really good defense. I don't know if there'll be a really good defense the whole game. And I, I, I hear what you're saying. I think this crew is how can I, weak-minded. Um, we're seeing trash talk. They're divided. They're like this. They're not a. This ain't a team. And I, I, I could see this. This Jets defense getting down and I mean not even down I'm not talking like 21 and I mean down 10 to nothing and then see Zach Wilson lead their their offense to three four three and outs never cross the 50 something like that they punt for it and and those guys start to lose attention to detail start to lose focus and then next thing you know like Dallas they didn't put up 40 on them Right, like that, that's why. Like, I think they can be like Dallas put up forty on them. They kick field, but they put up forty on them, right? And and like, I, so I don't. I I just I, I like I, I they're they're generally a good defense. I don't know if their offense plays the way that I believe their offense will play if they are still the defense that we would think they would be. Right, like if Aaron were playing now, you know, there's something else. They they got belief. They they get th- they punt the ball three times in that first that first half. Shh. They might be able to hell with this man. Hell, I, I want to go see what Taylor's up to. That might be something. <laughs> maybe up to that. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smart Water Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When the Jets have the ball, fellas, I ain't got a lot. 
I'm just going to tell you this straight up. This is just like last week to me. The the Chiefs faced Justin Fields last week, a guy that has been getting crushed locally for him, a guy around the league. People have been questioning a guy that had been struggling like hell, and the Chiefs just kept him down. Right. Well, I mean, they were, it was pretty deep. Did he throw for 100 yards? I'm not certain. I'm not sure. He, maybe he, he just clipped it. He was in he the 60s. 99 yards. Yeah. I didn't think he did. He, he was in the 60s, really deep into that game. Yeah. 99. Yeah. 99 yards. So he couldn't even get that one more yard. So they did it. They kept him down. Zach Wilson's in the same spot. Joe Namath, sober or not, calling him out. You, you know, Zach everybody. Everybody is coming at him. Everybody's talking about how he's, and he is. He's been bad. Um, I mean, he is just. I mean, he is. He is down and struggling. Keep him down and struggling. Don't give him any kind of confidence. Don't give him any kind of deal because we saw it. He got a little confidence in that Bills game, and they had in a couple of drives, and then he, he throws that horrible pass. But Garrett Wilson catches the ball for a touchdown. But he got a little. Just don't. Just keep him dead. Make him walk out of there. And hell, if you can get them to to, to say we're going to play Trevor Seaman, like then we're going to do it. Like that, like that's where he is to me. Would the Jets be better if they had Blaine Gabbert going into this game? Like, would you feel better about their offense if they had Blaine Gabbert starting on Sunday? Probably. I I just think he's. I think he's in his head. It's just he's he's awful. He's one of the the worst top ten picks I think I've ever seen. Um, I, listen, he's not played well. But he he is certainly to me not set up to. I mean, of all people, of all people to help him navigate through this, the guy who conducted what happened in Denver is the guy doing that. By the way, yeah, last and, week they lose fifteen to ten, and they just say to hell with a run game. And he's he, kind of Jared Goffy in the way that like. If he doesn't have a good offensive line, he has no chance. His entire existence was predicated at BYU on the fact that they have the, one of the best offensive lines in the country, and the Jets have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. So this should be the type of game where, like, Chris Jones, go earn your money. You, you had a bunch of incentives that were in your new contract. Go get, like, three sacks in this game to get yourself a little closer towards that incentive. Um, you, you got some secondary pass rushers that are really starting to show out right now with the Chiefs. Carlock just played really well so far this yep. year. Mike Dana has been awesome so far this year. Hey, go keep that going. You got some linebackers at the second level that have been great so far this year. Keep that trend going. They have two players that can beat you, really, in this game. That's it. It's Garrett Wilson who can beat you after the catch, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And it's Brees Hall who has been horrible so far this year because of that offensive line that I mentioned. I think all of his yards this year have come after contact. Um, he can beat you, though, if you He was good in the him. Buffalo game. He was good in the Buffalo game. And he's game got breakaway speed. If, if you let him get through that second level, he can take it to the house. So if you find a way to shut those guys down, Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, you're winning the game. And it's why I would like to see them cover Garrett Wilson from start to finish with Trent McDuffie. That would be yeah. my game plan going into this one. It is worth mentioning that Chris Jones has been limited in practice uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week with a groin injury. I'm not super concerned about that, but Nick Bolton also still has not practiced all week and seems like he is probably not. Hold him out. Don't play him in this one. Um, I also kind of think that's like an approach the Chiefs are taking where they're like, we kind of got this stretch of games right now where we'd be fine just sitting guys if they're injured. And I I think they truly believe they're that talented. on the defensive side of the ball, especially to beat this Jets offense without Nick Bolton. 
and they'll be totally fine. And uh, BK mentioned it, like their offensive line is bad. And Zach Wilson makes poor decisions. He's a bad quarterback. He makes bad throws. He turns the football over. He holds on to it way too long because he's not confident in making throws and seeing windows in the field. And so he holds on to it for way too long, eats a lot of sacks, fumbles a lot, throws interceptions. Chiefs can capitalize on all that. Spags can make his life a living hell. Like the one thing you can't do is just give them easy opportunities to score and turn the football over and have sloppy play. As long as the Chiefs don't do that, the Chiefs defense should dominate and put them in a situation to easily win this football game the same way they did against the Bears. Yeah, yeah. there's no way Chris Jones is missing this sack game. Um, no chance. Yeah, he needs those incentives. He only played 16 snaps against the Bears, and he still got a sack in before yeah. he got pulled out of the game. I, I'm thinking about your thought, BK, with, with McDuffie. And I here's, here's my thing is I like the thought and idea. But at what point, what is the what is the point that you think ever Spags would take a corner and follow him with a receiver? He, he did it last year with Legarius. We did saw it last it? year. Legarius did it against Devontae Adams and Mike Williams, right? Weren't, weren't those the him, two? He followed him in the slot. He followed him everywhere. Mm, yeah, those those I think those were the two. I might be forgetting one other situation where he did it, but I know he wanted their size with his size. That's just my thing. I just, yeah. Just there was a, there was a few games last season where he did it. it they didn't do it until McDuffie was available. Yeah, and they did it specifically it. with Legarius because of the size. The size. Uh, I, and that's why I would do it with McDuffie is because so far this year they have been utilizing him both outside and in the slot, and that's been the thing that's changed. In previous seasons, we have mostly seen Spags go with one guy in the slot and two guys on the outside. And you don't see guys interchanging all that often. Sometimes you'd see it with Legarius, and I think that's why he was comfortable with Legarius following guys regardless of where they went. I think the way that they're utilizing Trent McDuffie means that he is like an ideal corner to be able to do this. And the other thing is, dude, McDuffie has been awesome so far this year. Like, he was great at the end of last season coming off of the injury. He's taken a huge step. I mean, if you wanted to claim him as a top five corner in the league right now, you could make a case for it. And those kinds of dudes, they they follow around the best guys in the league. Yeah, I just I, my deal is just do we do you have him do something you're never ever going to ask him ask him to do? That's I think he could do it. That, that's my saying, thing. It's like I want to find out, and this is the game where you can find out. Like next week, he. you're going up against Justin Jefferson. I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see him against yeah, Justin Jefferson. Like, I don't Jefferson. want him following Justin Jefferson. I don't. Why not? Like, he's, don't... he's he's a dude, man. If if you had Sauce Gardner, would you want him following the best player on the other team? If you had Patrick Sertan Jr., would you want him following the best player on the other team? So if it was, if it was my defense, I if it's something that I do. I would like to see it because I think Trent McDuffie is that elite kind of player. Like I, I am fully bought in. Like he is an elite NFL cornerback and the chiefs got a special player in last year's draft class, but I don't think personnel wise, they really need to do that because their secondary is so deep and because their secondaries look so good this season. Like Joshua Williams also low key been spectacular, not really getting a lot of credit. He's been great in coverage this season. And when he's gotten reps and you know, the chiefs talked a lot in training camp about, they really wanted to see Jalen Watson or Joshua Williams, like command to be on the field and take over that third cornerback role. 
and neither one of them has really done it coming into the season. And it's worth mentioning that uh, Jalen Watson was also limited in practice yeah. on Thursday. But both of them, when given opportunities this season, have both looked good and have both made plays. But Jerry Sneed, we know who he is. And I think Sneed's getting closer to normal now. I thought he was better last week, even though it was against the Bears. And Trent McDuffie legitimately looks elite. Like, I, I don't know if they need to do that, uh, especially with Zach Wilson under center. Like, if I wouldn't like they need to shadow Garrett. Wilson. I actually think that's the reason why you do it. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I want to try it out this week to see if it's something you can do in the future against a team like Minnesota or the Chargers who have like the ideal matchup for Trent McDuffie, where you'd put him up against Keenan Allen now that they don't have Mike Williams on the outside. Or maybe you do it against Denver with like Jerry Judy or Miami, you put him up against Jalen Waddle and then double Tyreek. Like I I think the reason why you do it this week is because you've got some really good wide receivers coming up very soon that could give you the opportunity to find out if it's something you want to do against them or not. No, yeah, if it, if it's something that you would ever do, you'd ever give thought to doing I, I can see that that strategy of doing it I just like I've just been I was just sitting there thinking like outside of that because I think Adams and Williams were killing the Chiefs size wise early in those matches right. and they put him in I've never I can never remember Spag saying hey I was gonna take this corner and follow him I would argue this I don't think that we've seen Spags, at least with the Chiefs, have a corner like this. And I think that's what makes it different. Yeah, we'll see. Like, we'll see. If he's ever, if he'd ever, ever think about doing that, sure. I just, I just wouldn't want him to just throw whatever it is to do just for it. It's something sure. that he'd never do. Because um, they didn't do it with Chase. They didn't do it with any of those guys. All right. Give me my music, sir. I'd love to hear it right now. Thank you. Um, You're certified, right? Let's get you certified. I'm. An imposter. The game that is sweeping the nation, certified or imposter. We've been talking about this, and and you all said it. You all said it repeatedly. The Jets have a the Jets have a great defense. The Jets defense is legit. The Jets defense is strong. Certified or imposter. Do the Chiefs actually have the best defense on the field Sunday? Certified or imposter? Do they actually have the best defense on the field? I'm gonna go certified. The Chiefs' defense has have the best. The Chiefs have the best defense on the field on Sunday, and I'm a big believer in this Jets defense. I think they are really, really talented. I think that this defense is talented enough to win you football games, even when you have Zach Wilson is your quarterback. Like they are that good of a group. They are that deep along the defensive line and their pass rush has has a chance to be legitimately dominant, but their pass rush is still for the most part, pretty young. And I think has underwhelmed a little bit this season. What we've seen from this chiefs group is above and beyond anything that I expected coming in the season. And I expected them to be a, a team in the conversation as like a top 10 unit, but so far through three games, they're in the conversation of like top five units in the NFL. And a lot of it is because of this defensive line where, Chris Jones has been an absolute unstoppable force, and he hasn't even played that many snaps yet this season. George Karloftis has been great. Mike Dana has been great. Leo Chanel, not getting a lot of love nationally, but he should because he looks awesome. Uh, Drew Tranquil has been great. Willie Gay has been great. The secondary has been spectacular. I just think the depth and talent and youth across the board for the Kansas City Chiefs is performing at a higher level than the Jets defense right now. So I think it's totally certified. So 
I think it's really close, Ron. I'm going to say for now, imposter, because I need to keep seeing it against really high-level offenses. Like, I, I want to see them do this against the Minnesota Vikings. I want to see them do it against the Miami Dolphins. And not, like, hold the Dolphins to 14 points, but make it a respectable game by this defense. I, I would say that the Jets are a little better at corner outside of their number one and at safety right now with what they're getting. So like their their secondary, I think slightly better with what than what the Chiefs have. I think it's really close though. And the only reason I'm really doing this is just because I'm a coward. Um, but I I will I will say for now, imposter, if the Chiefs keep doing this, it's probably gonna end up with them as a top five to seven defense in the NFL, and that would make this certified. Yeah, I, I think it's certified. I think they have clearly the best defensive player between both units in Chris Jones. I think so. I think Sauce Gardner is really good. I think Quentin Williams is really good. I think Chris Jones is clearly the best player on either side. I think Nick Bolton, a star, and I would I, I I love him as one of the top linebackers in the league with all he does. You just spoke of Trent McDuffie. I don't think he's on – he is as good as Sauce, but it is not that big of a drop-off with him. And I just think the Chiefs' depth in defensive players that they can run out there and the different things that they can do. Like Drew Tranquil is a different type of weapon that you can use. Willie Gay is a – like you can do different things. And then Chanel, you can bring him in to do different things. And I think their depth in the secondary. They have sauce. And, I mean, I know I, I know that damn – Josh Allen tried to make Whitehead a pro bowler right off the bat at safety. I just think the Chiefs have so much depth of solid players in the secondary that they can get, like, their second, like, Legereus Sneed. Like, I mean, as you said, he's getting back to himself. That Swiss Army knife of whatever you need from him, he is he affects the game in a major, major way. I mean, their, their corners, after even their best one in, in – you know, to, to go to Williams and Watson and and Sneed, like that is that is depth that I just don't think the Jets have. And they just have so many different ways that they can defend guys. So I I think I think that I would say it's certified and not just now the game is going to to completely look like it because they're playing against Zach Wilson and the Jets. And then they'll they'll be playing against Mahomes and, and the Chiefs. But I don't think it's just because of how it will look. I, I I think that I think I don't think the Cowboys score forty on the Chiefs defense. I and and I just I don't I don't know. I, so I think it is I think it is certified. I feel I feel I feel good about that. All right, predictions. I'm gonna start this thing off. I don't have a lot of confidence in the uh, in the Jets offense, um, and I'll give respect to the Chiefs or to the to the Jets defense. This feels like a twenty seven to six type of a ball game to me um <laughs> i just don't like I, if they if they get into the end zone it's gonna be to me like a the way the bears did in this Gar day. garbage time dj Moore touchdown something like that yeah something like that 23 to 10 is what i've got i think it's a super ugly game nobody really enjoys watching it and you leave completely unfulfilled and you're just 
appreciating the fact that Taylor Swift is being shown on the screen every five minutes in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like it, you never feel like you're going to lose the game. It's never really in question. It's just ugly and you're frustrated because they can't pull away because the Jets defense is really good. God, what is Chris? Is Chris Collinsworth ready for this? Is he ready for Taylor? No. Mike Tariq is going to say something no. stupid. <laughs> God, I'm not the crew to handle it. Uh, we're so in sync right now. We're we're just so locked in. Like I'm pretty much in the same ballpark as you guys are. I think the Chiefs are going to win 27 to nine. I don't think the Jets are, are going to do more than muster a couple of field goal drives. And I think the Chiefs are. It, it, I kind of agree with BK. Like it's not going to be a pretty game to watch, but the Chiefs will just kind of slog their way to like 27 points because the, the Jets' offense just can't do anything. Yeah, man. This this is going to be a the second Taylor Swift game, uh, God, they're gonna have her. They're gonna have her walking in. They're gonna. Oh my God! You think she does an interview? Will she? Do what if it? she? Do, what if she doesn't show up? And this turns out to be huh. the real publicity stunt. Is NFL people are just leaking this to newsbreakers now to try to get people to go to NFL games and watch them in case Taylor is there? Why would you say that? <laughs> and listen, I'm just, just saying. Came not, they just, I mean, it seems like something the NFL certainly wouldn't be above that. I don't no, it think it doesn't. It doesn't have to reach your lips just because it came to your <laughs> mind. Listen and listen. You know, somebody who's kind of learned a lot about Taylor. She doesn't have a lot more to go to because she's she's going to um, she's going to have to she's going to go back on tour. She's doing a second leg of this tour in October. So I mean, she's she's going to miss some of these games here. So. Travis gave me every one of those shows over the bye week. I hope he's not affected. God, he's (laughs) going to miss her so much. She's going to be in Canada and stuff. All right, we are out.